It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word. World Cup Daily, Day 37, the second last day of the group stage of the 2019 Men's Cricket World Cup. Spirits are high. Voices are low. We're in Manchester. We're in Manchester for not the last time in this World Cup because there will be a semi-final, but for the second last time in this World Cup, uh, Jeff Lemon here, Adam Collins with me. The podcast is brought to you by Seabus Super. They're the industry super fund hitting retirements for six. So I've heard you can find them at seabussuper.com.au. And we are here because of driving most of the night from Leicester where we were at the Women's Ashes game yesterday, uh, hopped in the rental car, headed up a motorway, down another motorway, around some other motorways, had a tour of motorways and eventually found ourselves in Manchester, the city of dreams. We did, Jeff. I was just thinking that when you were doing your intro, I'm like, where were we yesterday for this? Oh, that's right. We were standing in that stairwell. That feels like several days ago now mm. after our what should have been a two-hour trip and I think due to incompetence we turned it into a three-hour trip largely my incompetence on this occasion um, just for something different <laughs> I, 
was busy writing an article, <laughs> so I wasn't writing. even noticing. I was so just for like, the first half of the trip, yeah, you were writing and I was missing turnoffs. And the second half of the trip, I was transcribing an interview with Steve Worthy from a couple of months ago for another podcast. And I was driving flawlessly. I'll, I'll have our listeners know. Absolutely mint. Turn after turn, oh. I got correct. Straight and then the, to the door. And then this morning I woke up and the yep. first thing I did was iron a shirt and jump in the car and drive to Leeds for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I walked out onto the hallowed turf of Headingley where so many test matches, of course, uh, the have famous been eight. stolen via <laughs> doctored pictures and eight, pretend fungus. Yeah, yeah, well, 81, of course, and uh, and then 2001 as well. So I walked out on the on the strip at Headingley and, and recorded the video and jumped back in the car and drove back mm. to Old Trafford. And and here we are um, at, at Manchester looking out. It's a, another gorgeous evening. We've really been blessed with the weather in the UK over the last few weeks. It feels like a long time ago that we were complaining about rain and, and so forth. It's, it's where we're really in the sweet spot of summer. Um, and I had a look at the pitch earlier today here. It's an absolute road. So Oof. it's exactly what you want at this pointy end of the tournament that we're going to potentially, belatedly, see these gigantic scores that we wanted to see six weeks ago. And uh, out in the middle, Nathan Lyon is having having an extensive one-on-one fielding session. He was doing a pretend bowling and then practicing court and bowls. And now he's out on the boundary rope taking some very high catches. But anyway, there was a game today and we should do that. Okay, I want to uh, talk about Nathan Lyon, court and bowls. I know you do, but that's we don't. Right, we've got right, a 15-minute right. pod. Let's put that in the weekly show. I know you will. I know you can. <laughs> Pakistan played Bangladesh today. We were hoping it might be a, a playoff for a, a final spot. It really wasn't in the end because um, for net run rate reasons, Pakistan would have had to make 400 batting first and then bowl Bangladesh out for 85 in order to progress. Those things were unlikely given they've never made 400 in a one-day game before. But they did play out a pretty entertaining match and we got to see uh, s- some of the players we've loved watching go around. Some of them probably for the last time in international cricket. We Tell d- us about it in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, we did. As soon as Pakistan won the toss, they vaguely had a chance, as you say, needing 400 to stay in the game. Instead, they made 315 for nine from their 50 overs. Imam al Haq, 100 off 100 balls, gets himself on the honours board alongside his uncle. Barbara Azam was four short of a century leg before wicket. They didn't get a huge amount of support down the list aside from Imam Wazim, who made 43 off 26 and felled his captain as well. We'll come to that in a moment. In reply, Bangladesh all out 2 2 1, never really in the hunt. Absolutely sensational spell from Shaheen Afridi. Six for 35 from 9.1 overs. The youngest man to take a Pfeiffer in the World Cup. The only real resistance came via Shakib Al-Hassan, who made 64, finishing the tournament on 603 runs. I reckon just by ear. I think you've blown over by about four seconds there. Yeah, we can kind of sense it now, can't you? Yeah, you I just know. blown over by a few seconds as you well. You just know. So you just feel it in your waters. Yeah. Um, but look, it was it was entertaining stuff today. There was, it, I really liked the the huge cheer that went up around the ground when Pakistan won the toss because imagine the anticlimax with that that very unrealistic scenario. But nonetheless, if, if Bangladesh had won the toss and then said, mm, ah, ah, I don't think we'll have a, we'll have a I think we'll have a bat. I think I think that would have I think that would have just been. Yeah, amazing to be there for that moment. It, it would have been as 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 friend of final word Felix White said last night on Twitter. It would have been the most cricket thing of all time if Bangladesh had no. Actually, we'll have a bat and yeah. eliminated Pakistan in one moment. Uh, instead, they eliminated Pakistan when they reached the score of none for eight in the second <laughs> innings because Pakistan's um, three fifteen meant that Bangladesh had to make uh, seven or fewer in their reply, and that did not happen. Uh, unfortunately for Pakistan, nonetheless, uh, because they got smashed so badly by the West Indies in their first game, their net run rate never recovered. But we'll come to that in the second half. There's an interesting little quirk to discuss there. On the game, yep. Imam, excellent, looked, looked composed, looked controlled. Uh, Fakhaz Zaman was awful early. He was 13 off 31. And that's basically once his innings was over, you already knew that they were no chance to do the impossible, that, or the near impossible that they needed to do. He was 
shocking. He was struggling for timing. He got one square cutaway that looked good, and other than that, could barely get a ball off the square. He's, he struggles yeah. against spin a lot. His strike rate against pace is good, but against spin is horrible. So It's probably a disappointment from the tournament for both of us, really, isn't it, that, that Fakazaman, who we talked about loads mm. before we got here, um, hasn't really blown the doors down. I, I just kind of thought he would. Yeah, At some him. point. He's the kind of guy who might come up once in the nine games, but when he did, you wouldn't want to miss it, but it yeah. hasn't really happened. I think he made one half century and a couple of other convincing starts, but never really did mm. what we thought he could. Imam Al-Haq, as I mentioned in the in the, uh, in the summary, gets on the honours board, 100 in as many balls, then stepping on his stumps, which we'll talk about later, I am Classic. sure, in the second part of the show. Uh, Barbara Zam, uh, he was cruising to 100. He was dropped on 57, uh, which ended up being quite an important moment in the game, although in saying that, because Pakistan ended up winning by such a big margin. We're probably not going to dwell on that too much today, but all the same, he he did fall short. We have seen him out in the 90s before, Jeff, haven't we, in the yeah. test match at Abu Dhabi last 99. year, wasn't it? 99, Mitchell Marsh, wasn't it? So As, as I um, as I very drolly put on Twitter, uh, Barbara Zahm loves the 90s more than Peter Andre. <laughs> uh, his, his highest test score for a long time was 90 not out, and he couldn't get past that um, when he was stranded, ran out of partners. Then he got the 99 in the, uh, in, in the UAE test. He's got a couple of 90s in the one days and the T20 forms. He's got an unbeaten 97 in T20s. So he's he does have a lot of hundreds in one-day cricket, but he's experienced the um, the unhappiness of being close quite a lot. Uh, Mohamed Afiz, 27 of 25. So they were still ticking it over after that big partnership fell. Imad Wazim's impressed me, the Welshman. He mm. came into this World Cup belatedly. That is, he was out of the starting Swansea's 11. Swansea's finest. Swansea's finest, indeed. And, and he's... It seems like every time he's played, including against India, where he was probably the one guy that came away from the India fixture who could say that he made a contribution with bat and ball, mm-hmm. um, he, he's been excellent. And today, I thought he bowled really nicely without reward, bowled tidily. Uh, and with the bat, smacked 43 and 26 balls. And as I said off the top, um, took out Safraz Ahmed, which wasn't ideal, um, busted his arm, mm-hmm. um, which... Which, uh, which, it, I mean, it's gutsy stuff from Safarez to come out and keep later. I should add, you know, you know, by that point they know the game's over, yeah. they know the tournament's over, but he comes out and does the job anyway, which can't be easy with an elbow, which might require serious treatment. And there he is, um, with the gloves for you know for, for the defence of. 315. Yeah, and it was a real mo. He absolutely nailed that shot, and it was one of those ones where, you know, it's you're just thankful it wasn't head high or something because Safra's barely moved. He just twitched his arm, but it, it cannoned straight into him, and, and he was in agony. He was down on his knees with his head on the ground and was in the hands of the trainers for a long time. He did bat on for a few balls and then realised the jig was up and, and retired. But. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Shaheen Afridi in a sec, but let's not um, let's not gloss over Mustafa Rahman, who, uh, again, another incredibly impressive young left arm seamer bowled heaps of cross seamers and cutters and those sorts of things and managed to get himself five wickets at the end as well they came in a hurry um another guy that gets on the honors board probably not the uh, he'll probably want to do it again uh in in a test match one day possibly if bangladesh ever play mm. a test match at lords again um uh, or uh, or in a or in a day where he runs through the team and it's match winning but all the same you're going to take your five wicket bag at lords and Finished with five for 77. Uh, Safiuddin took three for 77. Mortaza, mm. in what will probably be his final one-day international, an amazing career. Um, none for 46 off seven, which is roughly what he's bowled through the course of the tournament. He's and seldom bowled his 10. How is Mehdi Hassan? He opened the bowling, yes. the spinner. Uh, one for 30 off his 10. He was parsimonious. He put the pressure on Fakhar, and that's really what got him out, was he didn't know what to do against Mehdi um, bowling spin in the power play. And as you say, the others, the, the, the main paceman got smashed 
thrashed around a bit, but but Saifuddin has been so impressive this series as well. The the Yorker that he bowled to get Baba Azam mm. curling in, gorgeous delivery to a guy on 96, absolutely beat him, nailed him in front of middle stump. And of course, he reviewed it. Because, Immediately. He, yeah. didn't even, he, didn't even, he didn't even consult uh, Imam. He, no. he, he reviewed it While he was it running down away. for a leg by, he was reviewing it. It, it was quite irresponsible, I thought, yeah. at the time. When you looked at the review and you saw it was hitting middle halfway up and his bat was nowhere near the ball. I think, I think he thought it was probably angling down because right. it was coming into him on the angle, but it, had, it swung in so much that it was going straight by the time it hit him. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no no reprieve there. And, and Seifert in a bit unfortunate to go for 77. He bowled so well up the top as well. He got rid of Fakar in the end and then bowled Wahab Riaz with a beauty as well, smashed the stumps everywhere. We've seen a fair bit of that. But it was nice in the second innings to see Wahab get a bit of love. He's, um, of course, had another couple of catches dropped, but he, he did he did at least pick up one wicket bold because that's the only way he can get a wicket these days. He's and, and, the stumps. Uh, yeah, and he, and he, and he bowled there. Uh, who was it? He bowled Mushfika, who, who he had dropped, and he also had Linton Dust dropped a couple of times as well. So And Marmadula, I think, possibly as well. So it was a classic day for Wahab Riaz. Um, who, as I think you pointed out to me before, Jeffy had to come out and uh, and replace Safraz on the field, who had a broken arm with his broken finger. Yeah, Wahab's <laughs> right hand has a broken finger on it, so busted player for busted player. But um, well, geez, we've got to be quick because the clock is running up. Oh, I tell dear. you what, but can we very quickly appreciate Shakib Al Hassan? Sixty-four he made today. He has batted nine times in this World Cup, or is it eight times? Nine eight times because of the eight one washout. Yeah. Seven half centuries, and the one non-half century, he made 41. He's made 606 runs in the World Cup. Only two players have ever made 600 or more. Sendulka's 667 is the top. And, you know, if he'd made the finals, he he could have gone on to 700 and beyond. But what an extraordinary run. 50 after 50 after 50, plus a couple of hundreds in there as well. It is unbelievable. His lowest score was 41. Yeah. Uh, As you say, more than 600 runs in the competition. Two centuries, back-to-back tons along the way as well, one of which was match-winning down at Taunton against the West Indies, one of the best innings of the entire competition for mine, just absolute grace personified that day. Uh, I I remember it fondly for a long time. Uh, And... Uh, yeah, finished off today with another half century. Uh, thinking about that 600 figure and, and various other um, stats that go with it, seven times above a half century, only Tendulkar's done that. And again, that was in the 03 World Cup where Sachin would have played all the way through to the Super 6, the semi final, mm. and the final. So it highlights just what an amazing performance it's been from Shakib Al Hassan. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, what, I think we've pretty much said every word you can about him, but I'm yep. glad that he made 51 last time. Yeah, um, I think. We'd probably be unanimous. I don't even need to ask you that player of the day is Shaheen Shah Afridi. One of the rare times that we sync up with the player of the match, I think, because the way that he bowled six for 35, he was, he, I mean, he was very ordinary against Australia. He had a bad match there, bowled too short, got smashed. But the way he's come back since, he's taken a bag of wickets in this World Cup. He's looked dangerous so often uh, particularly the couple of Yorkers he was running through players at the end um, he's he's had an extraordinary tournament yeah so Shaheen there's a few things about his spell which were amazing like just brilliant today on three occasions he took a wicket in his first over into the attack twice with the first ball it was the off cutter to Tammy McBull uh, that was probably the best delivery he bowled all day he took the pace off her, hit the top of leg stump. Brilliant response, as you can expect. He unfills the arms like Shahid Afridi used to do. Uh, those in-swinging Yorkers at the end, showing that he has that extra yard as well. Uh, as I said off the top, he's the youngest World Cup Fifer taker. Mm. Uh, six for yeah. 35 is what he finished with. Uh, halfway through the tournament, he wasn't playing. He was, he was out of the side for the India game here at Old Trafford. And you think about it now, I can't fathom why a bowler who's so built for the big stage and so uh, well 
suited to pressure, it would seem anyway, yeah. um, wasn't there for that enormous fixture against India when they had Hassan Ali going all around the park. They didn't go for a guy with so much natural ability. He's such a quirky fella too, isn't he? Um, the way he carries on in the field and so forth. So he's, he's a superstar on the make. He's now taken... At one stage, it was 15 wickets in five games. It was probably 16 or 17 by the time he finished. That stat flashed up on the screen at one point. So he's going to just about be uh, in the top four or five wicket takers. Having he's, played he's in the top six. So top six, right. Out of players who played today, three in the top six, Shaheen Afridi, Muhammad Amir with 17 wickets and Mustafisa with 20 wickets. So okay. he's second on, on the list at the moment. Pretty cool. Stark with 24. So three out of those six, Muhammad Amir bowled a, a gorgeous spell again as he's done so often. One mm. for 31 off seven and... Deserved better than uh, getting knocked out before the finals as well. Hall of Fame, the final word, Hall of Fame, which we're uh, we're assembling the knockout tournament for all of these options as well. But you know, there there are several we've run through. The the roar around the crowd at Pakistan winning the toss. Imagine <laughs> if Safran had said, "We'll have a bowl." That would have been the most. That would have been more amazing than Bangladesh <laughs> opening the bat. If Safran says, "No, nah, pop them in, fancy our chances." That was incredible. Uh, Imam Ulhaq making a hundred. With a single, getting back on strike, and then the next ball kicking his stumps over as he sets yep. up for a run, trotting on the stumps, a hundred even off a hundred balls, uh, perfectly symmetrical. I think it was Shadab Khan who dived at the stumps with his full body, a la John T. Rhodes, and took all the stumps out of the ground. Yeah, or, well, or he didn't really take them all out of the ground, but he attempted to anyway. He, he did with the well, he threw the ball while he was in midair, yeah. and then took the stumps out afterwards, but didn't get the run out because the the bat was in. Um, Wahab coming on with the broken finger to replace Safraz, as you said. Mashraf Himotaza towards the end of the the Bangladesh. Batting innings, hitting a couple of monster sixes down the ground. I just love that. You know, last probably his last game of international cricket. He he all but said that in the post game. He's going to go home and assess with his family and so forth. He's, he's in the parliament now in Bangladesh too, so he's got yeah. other work to go to. Um, but he, he yeah, one huge six over Shadab Khan's head, then took on Shaheen Afridi, who just taken his fifth wicket and popped him over his head as well, and nearly into the pavilion at Lords. Have that. It's it's hard to go past Safras though, coming out with a just about a broken arm and, and keeping wicket in the second innings. Oh, I'd say it's hard to go past Bangladesh's red uniforms. They were brilliant. Where were they for the last eight games? That's my strong nomination is that their class uniform or their alternative strip was a delight. Solar red with green, what do you call them, green hoops around the arms. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And the, and the fact that they stuck with the green strides as well, so the green and red together, yep. Christmas tree-esque or reverse Christmas tree or something like that. Something about it like reminded me of my childhood. I really liked it. I think I think maybe we split the difference and go leadership, captains, Mashrafa and Safraz can go through together, hand in hand as yeah, they should. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. It's the end of part one. We'll be back in one second. Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates, Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. That's very good for him. You're spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? We do, actually, as it happens. Uh, 50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. 
This is the final word. World Cup Daily Day 37 racing through past two to get in under the 20 minute deadline. Can we do it? We don't need to worry about who's playing next because there's one uh, day, one one round, if you will, South Africa v Australia at Old Trafford, which doesn't really matter except Australia will want to finish top and South Africa will want to not be humiliated. And then India v Sri Lanka at Leeds. Oh, I think the, the easier of the two fixtures, I think India will, will demolish Sri Lanka tomorrow. It's just a matter of who plays. That's the biggest debate in Indian cricket right now. Will Jadeja come in? He's been, he's been bluing with uh, Sanjay Mandraka on social media and God knows what so that's a bit of fun there as for here Sean Marsh broken arm gone home mm. Glenn Maxwell may not play tomorrow uh, we've learnt in the Still press conference sore. this afternoon I mean uh, Finch indicated that he probably would but the fact that he couldn't say effusively that Maxwell will play suggests mm. to me that they might be inclined to, to give him a spell especially if that arm is at all painful it sounds like from our colleagues in the press box that that, that net session yesterday was crazy yeah I, well it sounds crazy to, to have that many out injured and you, you feel for Sean Marsh who hasn't had his opportunities at this particular World Cup as much as he might have had others in the past and my dream of him coming back into the team for the Edge Baston test is, is over. Yeah, I, I think that should have... Uh, that, I kind of think now that why aren't more batsmen hitting the nets when they're facing bowlers like Stark and Cummins mm. at training? It seems like that would be... Uh, this would happen more frequently than it does. I'm glad it doesn't, obviously. But yes, two two guys in the space of five minutes, apparently. Very quickly, also, on our discussions about net run rate and the inadequacy of that as a way of distinguishing mm. teams, I think it's important to note that you know Pakistan won their last four on the trot. They beat England. They ran Australia very close. They beat New Zealand uh, and they lost to India. So three of the games they played against the top four, they gave a very good account of themselves. New Zealand got absolutely flogged by Australia, absolutely flogged by England, got rained off against India and didn't have to face them. Um, and they're still going to go through on the basis of a couple of washouts and those two anomalous results early in the tournament where New Zealand got a net run rate boost and Pakistan got a whack. Yeah, I would just simply say that if every team's playing every team, then the game between the sides should be the, the, the tiebreaker in this. I, I get why net run rate's a thing, uh, but I, and I understand we need to find a better way, but mm. everyone's playing everyone. This would have worked, surely. Yeah, you, you, would, you would think if you've beaten the other team, then they don't deserve a spot over you, regardless of what yeah. else has happened. But in terms of competitiveness against the finalists, uh, one team had it and the other one doesn't. But the one that didn't is playing finals. So well, Pakistan, well, lucky, lucky Pakistan aren't in the final four from an England, Australian and Indian perspective. So I'll yeah. tell you what, they, they could have gone on and won this thing on the basis of what we've seen recently. Yes, and uh, good luck to New Zealand. They, they're a lovely bunch of lads. It just, uh, just seems a little bit anomalous anyway. This has been the final word. World Cup Daily, day 37. One more group stage day to go, day 38. We'll wow. be back with you for that. We'll also be back for the non-playing days because we're masochists and um, you're addicts and it just has to happen. Thanks to Seabus Super. Uh, check them out on seabusatsuper.com.au. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a nice weekend. Future questions, my current senses. That'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.